All right, everyone. Thank you all for tuning in to Your Journey with Andrew Love. I have a very special guest. Y'all heard about on social media platforms. Y'all heard about for years and years, probably over 30 years. We have it. You will hear about it even more since so much riding protests going on. And um, you could subscribe to my uh, to my uh, YouTube channel that's right now and that bell. And this lady name is Jane Elliott, and she's very smart and intelligent. Miss Jane Elliott, tell the audience about who you are. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm a a short, fat, old, pale faced woman who did an exercise in discrimination based on eye color in my third grade classroom in a little tiny town called Riceville, Iowa, on the day after Martin Luther King Jr. was killed. And I found out when I did that exercise, because I was blue-eyed and brown-eyed people were on top the first day, I found out in the way they treated me how it must, a little bit, a teeny tiny bit about how it must feel to be treated unfairly on the basis of too much chemical and too much melanin in your skin, which is what causes the color in your hair and your eyes and your skin is melanin. And on that day, I didn't have enough melanin in my eyes. And the first thing that one of those little third graders said to me when I told him the blue-eyed people aren't as smart as brown-eyed people, how come you're the teacher here if you've got them blue eyes? And for the rest of that day, those kids let me know, those blue-eyed kids let me know that they would tolerate me, but they didn't have to like me. So I don't tolerate people anymore. I don't believe in tolerance. I believe in recognizing, appreciating, and valuing people. But I don't believe in tolerance because we use the wrong meaning for tolerance in this country. We use the meaning put up with. I don't want to be put up with. I want to be appreciated, valued, and enjoyed. I learned, the kids learned an immense amount that day. And the next day, we reversed the exercise on Monday. We reversed the exercise and blue-eyed people were on the top. I expected those blue-eyed people to really get even with those brown-eyed people. I thought there was going to be bloodshed. Instead, they were much less vicious to the browns than the brown had been, browns had been to them. And at the end of the day, when it was all over, I said, look, you blue-eyed people. When you were on the bottom, you said you were going to get even with those brown-eyed people. Why didn't you do it? And those kids said, almost in a chorus, because I didn't want to make people feel the way I did yesterday. So maybe white people, if they watch that film and see that fact that those kids say, maybe white pale faces will stop being so afraid of having people of color get the power in this country and re will realize that, for the most part, Brown-eyed people, brown, black people, brown people don't want to get even with white folks, not with all of us. They do want to get even with one or two, I think, but they don't want to get even with all of us. So what we, what we pale faces have to do is behave in such a way today that no black person wants to get even with us in the future. That means we have to change our behaviors. All right, thank you for that, ma'am. And let me ask you a question now. Last time we talked on the phone, you was talking about the lack of education. Um, uh, can you explain or break down how the lack of education have caused us to be divided by skin tone and color? It isn't, it isn't the lack of education. It's too much education. It's too much of the wrong education. And it isn't edu we don't offer education in this country. We offer indoctrination. We bring kids starting in preschool now and teach them the value of the rightness of whiteness. Because most of us don't even realize that there is no such thing as white skin. Every, every human being on the face of the earth 
has some melanin in their skin because every human being is a descendant of those first modern human beings that evolved in sub-Saharan Africa between 300,000 and 500,000 years ago. And if you trace our DNA back far enough, no matter what you think their skin color is, you will find DNA that came from a country in Africa. So the first thing we have to do when we get kids is take those Crayola crayons and take out the white crayon and say, put this against your skin, boys and girls. Does it match anybody's skin in this room? And it won't, because there are no white people on this earth. We are all descendants of those first black people. The only reason my skin is lighter than yours is because those black people, when they left the equator and traveled, traveled farther and farther from the equator, and the farther they traveled from the equator, the less sunlight they were exposed to, so the less melanin their bodies produced. This is not a matter of number of different races. This is a matter of people traveling away from where they came from and their skin, their hair, and their eyes get lighter. I have melan I have DNA from Africa in my in my DNA, and so does every other person on the face of the earth. Now, if we would take have, have those kids take that white crayon and hold it against themselves, they'll find out that white people aren't white. Then you go through that box of crayons until you find one that matches your skin color. Now, if you don't want to do it that way, you can get the National Geographic magazine for April of 2018, and you will find this in that magazine. See all those different colors? Yes, ma'am. All those numbers underneath them, you see that? These numbers are numbers on the color wheel. Every person's skin color has a number can find it on the color wheel. Except for white folks, because there are no white people. There is no white on any of these people that matches the color wheel, because there are no white people. Even these people who think, see how light-skinned that woman is? She isn't white. The paper, this is white. This skin is not white. There are no white people on the face of the earth this time to get over that. If you Crayola has a box of crayons that has something like 42 or something different colored skin colors in it. Get a box of those crayons. And if it isn't, a, if it isn't 42 or 50, call the crayon people, the Crayola people, and say, look, you need some more colors in your Crayola box. Because there, this is at least, there are at least 70 people on these three pages in this magazine. At least 70 people, and all with different color skins. We need to realize that when we're talking about skin color, black and white are not the only designations for skin color. Black is, black is what they came up with during the Spanish Inquisition because black is the color of evil and white is the color of purity. That's the reason for that. It has nothing to do with, it has nothing to do with the truth. It has to do with Torquemada and his friends we're trying to kill people to, to, to make them all become Christians. Well, they killed a whole bunch of people and found out that some of the people they killed were already Christians. So they decided then you couldn't tell what religion a person was by looking at them. So they set upon another way to decide who they could kill. And they set upon skin color. And they named some people white and other people black. Those two, those two words should never have been used where skin color is concerned. 
Your mustache and your hair are black and your eyebrows are black. They are, but your skin is not the color of your mustache, your hair, and your eyebrows because your skin is very dark brown, but it is not black. Now, I've seen people who look pretty close to black, black, but you aren't one of them. And I don't, what, I don't look, and you can see the color of my shirt. It's obviously white. Can you see where my skin stops and my shirt begins? This yes, is not white skin. This is not white skin. My hair is white. My teeth used to be white, but you'll find as you grow older, your teeth get dark and your hair gets light. Makes no sense at all. <laughs> you, you, you have some great, Alan, and you know, some great, great, great points. Well, yeah, it's, a, it's, time, it's time to stop this nonsense. It's time to stop telling people that they are members of different races. People walk up to me and say, I'm biracial. I say, really, which of your parents came from outer space? They get offended. Well, what, I, you know what I mean. I say, I know exactly what you mean. You're trying to tell me that you're a mixture of races. You can't be. If you, can, you can be a, a person who's, whose parents were different colors, but they were not different races. You and I are the same race, the human race. You and I, because we have the same ancestor, are 30th to 50th cousins. Now, you might not want me for your cousin, but you're stuck with me. I am one of your cousins, and you are one of mine because we have the same ancestors back there 300,000 to 500,000 years ago. So let's get over this. Yes, ma'am, Jane. I'm going to ask you a question. With all this uh, confusion and rioting going on, um, do you see any good coming at, at oh, oh, yeah. Number one. Number one. Number one. This isn't rioting. This is not rioting. This is protesting an ugly situation that we have lived with in this country for over 250 years. This is not rioting. If those were pale faces marching and protesting, we wouldn't call it a riot. When it was, when it was uh, the, the, the movement, the women's movement, about people who had been sexually abused, what did they call that? What was that movement? Me too. Was it me too? Yes, ma'am. Me too. That's too much. Me too. You don't hear about you heard too much about me too anymore. Well, no, because and it wasn't a riot. We had to feel sorry for those folks because they had been abused. Now I feel sorry for anybody who has been sexually abused. Somebody ought to have some little surgery done on them. However, we didn't call them rioters because they weren't upsetting the status quo. But if enough black people go into the street with pale faces who are agreeing with them, we'll call that a riot because that might upset the status quo. We might have to change this situation in this country. And that's exactly what is happening right now. We're going to have to change the situation because a whole lot of young people are now aware that this business of racism is a lie. We're taught people will call it a myth. In fact, there are several books written entitled The Myth of Race. A myth is something you make up to explain some natural phenomenon that you don't understand. You make up a myth. Like the Greeks invented the myth that the, the sun is a god in a golden chariot that goes across the sky every morning. That's a myth. A lie is something you make up to justify your unfavorable and ugly behaviors. And the idea that there's more than one race of human beings on the face of the earth 
is a flat-out lie made up to justify people killing one another who didn't look like themselves. Wow. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that uh, information. Because uh, I'm learning as I'm listening to you, period. Uh, and I'm learning a lot from you and, um, and learning. I'll tell you something else. There's something else you need to learn. For, for several, a couple hundred years, we have laws against miscegenation. In other words, no people of different color groups are allowed to mate. We made it against the law. Well, let me tell you something. You can't mate a cat with a dog and get a dad or a cog. They don't mate because they are different species. You can mate people of different colors and get beautiful, intelligent, worthwhile, productive citizens of the United States of America, which proves that we must all be the same species or we couldn't reproduce. If we are the same species, we are the same race. So let's get over that. I agree 100%. I agree 100% that we are one human race. And, and it actually, I've learned that um, recently with a, a, a spiritual leader I, I, that I have named um, um, Abijah Rafu. And um, he, he told us that we only one race, there's only one race, and it's the human race. Because I didn't understand. I'll try to figure out why we were different colors and, and, and things of that nature. We're different, we're different colors. Let me tell you that. The reason we're different colors is because we were raised in different environments. And our bodies respond to the environment. People who were raised at or near the equator had a lot of melanin in their skins to protect their cells from the rays of the sun. People who are raised in the Far East have yellowish colored skin because of their diet of vegetables and fish. Their eyes are of a different shape because of the angle at which the sun's rays strike the earth in that area. Has nothing to do with being inferior or superior. We have to get rid of this idea and we have to do it now because within 30 years, White people, what we call white people in this country, will be a numerical minority in this country. And every time I give a speech, some liberal, pale-faced female says to me, well, if those people get power, aren't they going to want to do, what we, do to us what we've done to them? And immediately, I'm just infuriated because what she's saying is, I know what I've been doing to them, and I don't want to be treated the way I've treated them. She needs to change the way she treats people who are different from herself now so that when she is in the minority, people of other colors will not treat her the way she is treating people today. If she wants to be treated fairly in the future, she'd better start treating people fairly today. I agree. I agree. Um, uh, how you treat people right now is going to have an impact on the future. What you do now determines the direction you'll be going tomorrow or what you or That's right. Pun. Except that except that it was like my little third graders. On the day the blue-eyed people were on the bottom, they weren't nearly as nasty to the brown-eyed people as the brown-eyed people had been to them. Now, I happen to think that the people we call black and those people who are of a different color than those that we call white seem to have a better understanding of human nature than pale faces do. They seem to be much more forgiving and much more able to cope with this ignorance than pale faces are. When I put 
adult males through the blue-eyed, brown-eyed exercise, those, some of those blue-eyed males absolutely go frantic. I've been hit by a blue-eyed male during this exercise, an adult. I've, been, <laughs> I've been, had a knife pulled on me. I've been threatened with death numerous times because you can't treat a blue-eyed, pale-faced male for half an hour the way we treat dark-skinned people for a lifetime because they can't take it. They can't take it. At least at, many of them cannot take it. And they go crazy. They, they yell at me. They scream at me. They leave the room. They threaten, with me, threaten me. I get death threats every week. Uh, every week, some fool sends me a letter on, on my email telling me what he's going to do to me. And I first I read it, and then I think, well, that's not very bright. And I delete it because much of it is written in words you can't spell, that he can't spell. They can't punctuate. They can't, they, it's just amazing the kind of people who send death threats to this old woman. Why bother? I'm going to die anyway pretty soon. I'm 86 years old. So they can, they don't, they'll, all they have to do is just wait a while and I'll die. But the problem for them is that people who have heard me talk, some of them believe it. And I'm creating, I hope, a whole mess of people whom those angry, pale male, stale, pale, stale males are going to look bad in the future if they don't change their behaviors right now. We don't, you were not born a racist. Nobody is born a bigot. Those are things you have to learn. And those are things we teach on a daily basis. We teach everybody in the schools to believe in the myth of white superiority. There's nobody white, and they sure as hell aren't superior. And sure or not, I agree with you on 100%. They're they, they not, they not too superior. If there was darker people like us, they wouldn't be here right now. <laughs> well, if, 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 pale faces, if pale faces were superior, we wouldn't have racism because they'd be too smart to indulge in it. They know that that's a stupid way. No, it's not stupid. It's an ignorant way to behave. You can't fix stupid. You can fix ignorant. You do it with education, but not the education that wants to maintain the status quo and have pale faces keep on thinking that God made them special. I'll never forget the pale faced woman who walked up to me and said, I don't dislike blacks. When I see one, I just think there, but for the grace of God, go I. And I came unglued. I say, do you mean to tell me that you think God woke up one morning and wanted to make something beautiful and God made you? She said, that's not what I mean. I said, look, it doesn't matter what you meant by what you said. What matters is how it is perceived. And I perceive that as being a blatantly racist statement. Well, she said, you just don't understand. Yes, her problem is I do understand. I've been where she's going. I know exactly what she's saying. God made her special. God certainly did. He, gave, he forgot to give her a, a spirit of empathy. And that's what the exercise teaches my third graders, how to empathize with other people instead of sympathizing with them. You don't need my sympathy. You need my empathy. And that's the reason I don't believe in the golden rule. The golden rule says, do unto others as you would have others do unto you. In other words, treat others the way you want to be treated. I have a feeling that you 
as a darker skinned male don't want to be treated, a young male don't want to be treated the way I want to be treated. I believe that if you and I got on an airplane and I had a piece of luggage that had to go up in the overhead rack and you would say to me, can I help you with that, ma'am? I'd say, oh, yes, thank you. Your mother did a good job with you. And you'd put it up there. If, however, I said to you, if you had a piece of luggage to put in the overhead rack, do you want me to put that up for you, son? You'd say, I can do this myself. You and I don't want to be treated the same way. The platinum rule says, do unto others as others would have you to do unto them. Treat others the way they want to be treated. In order to find out how they want to be treated, you have to ask them. Then you have to listen to the answer. If what they ask you to do is not illegal, indecent, or immoral, you have to do it. But the point of the platinum rule is you have to communicate with one another. When we start communicating with one another as equal human beings, that's going to make all the difference in the world. Or even if you and I aren't equal, I'll never be as young as you are. I'll never be as tall as you are. I'll never know what you know about being darker skinned. However, I have the responsibility to find out as much about you as I can by asking you, not by reading it in some ridiculous social studies book that is, is written to enhance the, the absolute superiority of pale-faced people. That's not how we learn about one another. We learn about one another by communicating with one another. I cannot assume anything when I look at you, except that your skin is darker than mine. And your hair, you got a lot more hair than I have, and it's a lot better color. I know that from looking at you. But, and you've got a nice mustache. And I could have one too if I didn't shave it regularly. <laughs> Thank you, man. I like, <laughs> yeah, man. I like your sense of humor. When admit your truth, man. You asked to speak uh, volumes of, 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 of information. Let me ask you a question since you, uh, you pretty much knocked that out the park. Um, what do you think about this COVID-19 situation? Well, I call it Trump virus because if he had stopped it at the beginning, we wouldn't have lost over a hundred thousand citizens in the United States. This is the result of some egotistical, narcissistic, ignorant, pale, stale male who thought he knew enough to be president of the United States. He didn't. He doesn't. And so we are losing people every day because of his ignorance. That's what I think about COVID-19. I think this is, it could be, let me put it this way. The South Koreans handled it. They stopped it cold, practically, because they did the right thing immediately. And they never denied that it was there. They knew there was something there, and they immediately went to work to stop it. We waited for two full months before we worked to stop it. Because if you'll remember what he said, it's like magic. It's going to disappear just like magic. Disappear like magic. It didn't disappear like magic. People are disappearing like magic. The Navajo Nation is disappearing like magic. People in rest homes are disappearing like magic. Black people are disappearing faster than pale faces are. We still don't have a vaccine. And if we don't get a vaccine pretty soon, we are going to be in really, we are in bad shape. After you've lost the first five, that was bad shape. Maybe not to, maybe not to everybody, but to the people 
who survived that fam those family members, they had to say goodbye to their family members and weren't even allowed to have a funeral because we have to do social distancing. I think that they'll find a vaccine for this. It'll probably take a year or so. But in the meantime, the leader of this country refuses to even wear a mask. All, practically all the people on the, all those marches in all those cities are wearing masks because they know that it could save their lives or it could save somebody else next to them. It just in case, in case I might be carrying something, I wear a mask when I leave this house. Not because I, I'm going to rob the store and I don't take a gun with me. I wear a mask because I'm going to protect others from what I might be spreading. And if other people wear masks too, they'll protect me from what they might be spreading. But our president says he's not going to wear a mask. He gets, he gets uh, tested every day to find out whether he has this. Well, so far, the tests haven't proved all that accurate. And he has been exposed by the people in his office to COVID-19. COVID this is a bad example of leadership. If he says everybody needs to wear a mask and to do social distancing, and then he walks out to do a press conference, and there they all standing all together, and there are the people, the the members of the press are set six feet apart, but there the president and his loyal subjects are standing close together, and with and he is without a mask. I I am anyway. You have another question? Uh, yes, ma'am. Uh, and a lot of people said that if they do put a vaccination out, a lot of people saying they're not going to quit to trust the vaccination because they hear all these rumors about. They're not going to. They're going to. They're not going to stop social distancing. No, ma'am. But they're, they're not. They're not going. A lot of people that come up to the, the, the shot, they might not take the, be quick to take the shot because they're not going to trust it. That thing might have a chip or something in it, or it might make somebody sick. So they're not trusting it first. You know shot. something? That's not. That's not a dumb thing to think. We have a history in this country. Boy, do we have a history in this country. We brought smallpox to the, was it smallpox? To the Native Americans in the blankets that we issued them. We have killed off people by using our medical system. We, yeah, we, there, you see, if everybody else gets the shot, why do I have to? <laughs> Again, they can't pass it. If the shot works, they can't pass it to me. So why bother? Well, what if you have it and you don't get the, don't wear the mask and don't get the shot, and give it to other people. What if the vaccine doesn't work? What if the vaccine doesn't work? What if it is meant to do more harm than good? Or whether it's just it's just another one of those things that we thought might work but didn't. Uh, if if there is a vaccine for this, I'll take it. Yeah, I understand that too. I know they had tried to bring a testing system to Africa, but you know Africa didn't have a very high of 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 problem with the COVID. But they try to bring a testing system. I haven't been trusted because they didn't have that problem like the other countries did. So they knocked that stuff over in some part of Africa. They, they didn't go to have testing to send up. They knocked the testing down because they said they, that they had they didn't they didn't trust the test center. But I think they think they was trying to do more experimentation on them than anything since they didn't a lot didn't really have hardly any COVID nineteen in that area. 
they try for why you bring this testing system over we don't have that pandemic problem so they they didn't they didn't they knocked it down they said that they'll try to be set up as guinea pigs like they've been doing testing with black people or people of color well say black we've people. done we've done that before we did that with black males in the early part of this century we that did that very thing with black males infected them with syphilis and then studied the the effects and it took a while to get that stopped but we, and we mustn't let that happen again. And that I understand why people from different color groups don't trust us pale faces. We haven't proven ourselves to be very trustworthy. Yes, ma'am. I, I absolutely uh, agree with your answer. And uh, I'll thank you for sharing that answer. And so far, you said a lot of information. I really appreciate you coming on my platform. Uh, there's anything you would like to share with the people before we go that you may not have not uh, said or people have asked you on the other social media yeah, platforms? Nobody, nobody is saying this. Nobody's saying this, and they absolutely have to. Frederick Douglass said, if there is no struggle, there is no progress. Power can seize nothing without a demand. It never has, and it never will. Find out what any people will quietly submit to, and you will find out the exact measure of injustice and wrong which will be imposed upon them. And these will continue until they are resisted with either words or blows or with both. He said, those who profess to favor freedom and yet deprecate agitation are men who want crops without plowing up the ground. They want rain without thunder and lightning. They want the ocean without the awful roar of its many waters. The people who are protesting today are going to get our attention and they're going to force the power system to change this situation. They're going to force those people who are members of the business roundtable. They're going to force those people who are trillionaires and who got a huge tax break from Mr. Trump. They're going to force those people to realize that this can't go on any longer. We're going to put a stop to this nonsense and we're going to do it now. And we're not going to blame it on the police force we're going to bring it up, blame it on Congress and the Senate and the judges that Mr. Barr is a part of being of putting in place and the judges that Mr. Trump has put in place because they are all ultra conservatives and they don't know that there's only one race on the face of the earth. I would say to everybody listening to this, if you care at all about the end of racism, and about the beginning of a decent country, vote, go to the polls and vote in November. Whatever you do, whatever you have to do to get to the polls, you do it and you vote so that you take this person out of office. This is the most dangerous, this is the most dangerous time I've ever lived in in this country. And I was here, I was born the same year that Adolf Hitler and Franklin Roosevelt came to power. So I remember the things that happened between 1933 and 1945. And I remember the Great Depression. And I remember the Second World War. And I remember Vietnam. And I remember Korea. I remember all those things. And I remember the Civil Rights Movement, which white males allowed to be stopped because they had put their attention on the women's movement and so that they wouldn't have to pay so much attention to the Civil Rights Movement. You look it up and you'll find out that white males have helped females 
pale-faced females get what they wanted because they were the same color as the males who were running the show. There weren't very many women of color in the women's movement because it was, if they might as, those folks might as well have been wearing signs that said only white women need apply. Black women were still in the low end of the, on the low end of the totem pole as far as wages and jobs were concerned after the women's movement took hold. And then we, but they used it, men used the women's movement to stop or to stymie or to slow down the civil rights movement. I watched it happen. And, and we have to put a stop to that. We have to allow those young people who are out on the streets this week and next week and however long it takes to get their way and get this thing turned around so that we no longer have racism in this country. You weren't born a racist. There's no gene for racism. There's no gene for ethnocentrism. There's no gene for sexism. Those are all things you have to be very carefully taught. And we teach that on a daily basis in the schools in this country. We need to stop it. All right. Thank you, Miss. Thank you, Miss Jane Elliott. Thank you for coming on to this program. I thank you for all your knowledge, wisdom, information that you have dropped. Uh, does it any information you want to uh, give the people if they want to look you up or contact you? Because, you know, a lot of people are looking up to you right now because people are looking for answers and, and, and they hurting and they pain. No, 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 no. Those people need to look at the nearest black woman. My heroes are black women. Make no mistake about this. They raised fine children for the most part against horrendous odds. They've developed coping skills that no pale face ever has to develop. And you want to remember that, that there is something in black women that I do not find in pale face women. And, the, and now some pale faced liberal woman is going to say, well, maybe what we did was good for them because they gave, got all these coping skills. And at that point, she hadn't better be within my arm's reach. I will make her suffer. All right. Thank you, Miss Jane Elliott. And thank all the people and the viewers who listened to them. Thank you for coming on and, and sharing your, your time. I know you've been very busy. I really appreciate the time you've given, all the information you've given to me and to the audience that will be watching Miss Jane Elliott. And uh, I wish, you know, share some of your, uh, maybe uh, I think uh, you have a uh, Instagram link. I might share that, whatever. But I really thank you for coming to the platform, and I want to thank all the people who are watching too and then to share this video and watch it and listen to your friends and educate yourself so we can be a, a better human race. And thank you, Miss Jane Elliott, for coming on. Thank you for allowing me to come on. I appreciate it very much. And thank your, if you have a black mother, you thank that black mother for everything that you are and your grandmother and your great-grandmother. Yes, my sure we are. My grandma passed in the eighties, and but I do have a mother, and my great grandmother all passed. I just have a mother right now for us, you know, a uh, mother. I don't have a grandmother, great grandmother, but I sure will do that. Most definitely do that. Well, well, remember this. Remember this. You're one of my thirtieth to fiftieth cousins, and if you need a relative and you don't mind that she's pale faced, give me a call. Thank you for that invitation. I sure where I got your uh, name and number locked in my phone. And if I have any questions, I most definitely uh, come to you for if I have any, you know, any needs or questions, I most definitely will contact you. Trust me I'll on be, that. I'll be glad to meet you. We'll, we'll see you again sometime then. Yes, man. I really appreciate Miss Jane Elliott. Thank you so much. And thank you all for tuning and subscribing. It's been a pleasure and honor to have you on. I, I was uh, grateful to have you on. Since many people talking about you and 
I know I didn't think I'd really get you on there, but I really thank you for do coming on since you have a very, very busy schedule with so much going on. Thank y'all for tuning in and thank y'all tuning in for your journey. And uh, Mr. Jane Elliott, uh, ma'am, you, you, you take, keep doing what you're doing, man. Don't stop. Yeah, I, I have to, cause they'll never stop. I'll be doing it as long as they do. Uh. <laughs> All right. Thank, thank you, you man. Okay. <laughs> goodbye now. Goodbye now. Thank you. Bye-bye everyone.